Congratulations to Jamie Eads. He's one year in on the Drum Shuffle podcast, the best podcast about drumming. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello, from the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 20, Tennessee. Number one, Tennessee. They're good. They're really good. They did a poll, and they do this weekly, of sports writers. They think Tennessee is the best team in the country. They also do a poll where they pick basketball coaches and ask them who do they think the best teams are. They think Tennessee is number one in the country. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Did you see that funny thing on Facebook? Where you just giggled and giggled? I don't know if it's going to be on the Unreasonable Doubt Facebook page. But still check it out. Find it, hit a blue thumb, follow the podcast there. The email address is unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. I'm going to read an email later. I was on social media a little bit before the game. And West Virginia's social media fans of the team are mostly positive before every game. But this game, so much positivity and so many people saying our team's going to go in the Knoxville and beat number one Tennessee. Multiple folks We're saying that, and I was reading it, and I was confused. I like confidence. I do. And so it was great reading it. However, I could not understand what's wrong with just saying, going to root for the guys today as they take on number one Tennessee. And that way, you're not saying something that's probably not going to happen. And that's fine. (laughs) It's fine if they don't beat the number one team in the country on the road. That's okay every year. Uh, West Virginia has a losing record. They could have had a winning record. They could have been undefeated. And 
lost to Tennessee at home, and it's fine because basketball. But a lot of our fan base was totally into predicting an upset of all games. Now, if it was in Morgantown, still confused, but I can hear the argument. Last week, beat Kansas in Morgantown. So why not, right? Why not Tennessee in Morgantown? However, the game was in Knoxville. And Tennessee BWVU 83-66. They put up a 50-burger in the second half. The dreaded 50-burger. Tennessee was up 10 at the end of the first half. At one point, Tennessee was down 11. And then West Virginia proceeded not to score a point for what felt like 10 minutes of the game. Now, it ended up being less than that. I believe it was uh, a little under nine minutes. But hard to win games when you don't score for nine minutes. And they just miss shots. West Virginia is better offensively in second halves and better defensively in first halves. And offensively, in the first half, WVU, they made some tough shots and scored 22 points. And that's okay. Guys, it's okay. Tennessee's really good. So don't sweat that. Here's what we need to sweat. We need to sweat this turnover thing. (laughs) We need to sweat the turnovers. This game, West Virginia had 24 turnovers. A game I would argue they had little chance of winning if they had under 10 turnovers. Tennessee is a really good team and they were at home. And that's okay. Okay? Don't have to predict that they're going to win in Knoxville. Why do that? Root for them to do well. And they, I thought they, they don't have anything to be ashamed of with that performance. Other than the turnover thing. It's the fifth game out of 20. So by my math, that's 25% of the time so far this year. West Virginia has had over 20 turnovers. Guess what their record is in those five games? They're one and four. You probably would have guessed though and five, but somehow the most turnovers they've had in the game, 26, was in their win against Pittsburgh. The last time we saw Sagabakanate. <clears throat> but that's an aberration. That whole have more than 20 turnovers and win a game. And so, is it going to happen again this year? Yes. Is it going to be frustrating? Yes. 
Will they do this next year? No? If they do this next year, will it be another rough year? Yes. Why? Because you can't give the ball to the other team. Over 20 times. You shouldn't really do it more than 15 times. It'd be great to have it in single digits every game. But we have inexperienced guards. And it's somebody different every game. This time, Haley had five turnovers. Had to get pulled. But it's not one person. It's not like... (laughs) It's not like there's one or two guys that are having issues with turnovers. It's the whole team. And West Virginia will not get better until they nip that thing in the butt. Also, in a major sign of disrespect, West Virginia's game was going long with Tennessee, as they do. West Virginia plays long basketball games. But the next game on the schedule on ESPN was Kentucky at home against Kansas. So with a few minutes left in the game, the West Virginia game, they cut out. (laughs) They moved the end of that game to ESPN News so they could get the Kentucky game started. Now they, what typically happens with ESPN is that they'll start the next game on ESPN News and then bring it to the main channel once the other game is over. But in a clear sign of this game is over and we're losing eyeballs by the second, they ejected on the WVU Tennessee game and said, We're going to make a bet and say that nobody's going to move over to ESPN News to finish this one out. Let's get this Kentucky-Kansas game started. It's a rare move. It's a rare move. But they, they did it, and that's an indictment of what kind of season WVU is having. We're having a... It's a bad season. Random thoughts coming up. Hello, I'm Natalie Witt, daughter of Josh Witt. And when I'm having a bad day, I always ask my dad, can we go to Wugu? I've always loved Woody's goodies ever since my dad took me there. The cashier is always so nice and talkative. The best way to say it is, I love Woody's goodies. Some of the coolest things I've gotten are a Harry Potter wand set, modeling clay, and a foam airplane. Woody's goodies has two locations in Marmette and St. Albans. Learn more on their Facebook page. Type in Woody's goodies in the Facebook search bar. New inventory every day. Get your Christmas shopping done at WooGoo. Bye! Yes! That was awesome. That is really good. You wrote that all by yourself? Yeah. Fantastic. Except for this part. 
except for one part. The good part? Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Beetle Bolden did not finish this game. Left early in the second half after aggravating an ankle injury that he sustained in practice leading up to this game. But aggravated when he come down from jumping really high. Because Beetle Bolden can jump really high. He's good at basketball. Let's be clear about the 2018-19 WVU season. A a successful team would have a healthy Sagabacanate and a healthy Beetle Bolden. But what's happened is, Kanate hasn't played since the pick game. And Bolden has been injured 100% of the time. He's playing when he can. He's a warrior. He's playing with pain. He's got lots of heart. But the luck has not been on his side this season. I mean, what hasn't he injured? The first game of the year, he couldn't finish because he had full body cramps. He got hit in the face with the basketball. He came into the season with stretched ligaments in his hand. I don't know if that's fully healed. He's wore different things on his hand. He's had it mummy wrapped before. He ran into that guy's hip. That looked like it was really painful. He's probably still dealing with that. And now the ankle. He had IV. He had fluids IV'd into him because he was vomiting before the Kansas game. The guy just had a string, a a season's worth, more than a season's worth, of bad luck on the injury front. You think about the team last year that went to the Sweet 16. The only injury, really, that I can remember was the everybody had the flu game against Iowa State that we didn't even know it was the case at the time. So you need things to go your way in basketball and and really any team sport when it comes to health. And this team's not been healthy. It hasn't. Two of their main contributors have, have been unhealthy most of the season. So with that game, WVU finishes its out-of-conference schedule for the year, and they finish that out-of-conference schedule 8-5. and five. If you go back to the Western Kentucky episode, I made my predictions for this year, and I thought West Virginia would go 9-4 and four out of conference. I thought they'd lose at Tennessee. I thought they'd lose the Florida game. They had already lost b- the Buffalo game and the Western Kentucky game. The one I got wrong out of those was the Rhode Island game. I really didn't understand. I knew it was in the casino, so it was going to be weird, but... I didn't know it was going to essentially be a home game for Rhode Island in Connecticut. And so I goofed on that one. So off one, that's not terrible as far as predictions go. Now, my conference prediction, I predicted WVU would go 10-8. and eight. <laughs> So all WVU has to do moving forward is be 9-2 and two 
Only two more losses. I'm going to be off on my prediction. Now, to be fair, with predictions, you don't know about injuries. So did not anticipate that Kanate was not going to play after the pit game. And did not predict that Bolden was going to fight through injuries every single game of the season. Um, so a lot of positive things have to happen for my prediction to come true. And I want it to come true. So how so what scenario does West Virginia go nine and two the rest of the year? Well obviously Kanate comes back, right? Kanate was not in street clothes this game. He was in WVU gear. So that means he's closer to playing than not, right? Eh? Um Bolden gets healthy. Uh signs don't point to that. But the luck has got to change at some point, right? So Bolden gets healthy. Kanate comes back. All these young guys have got reps. Culver is back after missing the first 10 games of the year. In that scenario, does West Virginia win at Kansas? Do they win at Baylor? At Texas Tech? Um, okay, I'm not I'm not even I what am I talking about? Uh, this is a this is a lost season. But again, only one team wins the national championship. Three hundred and fifty some other teams do not win the national championship. So while I say this is a lost season, everybody's playing for something. And this team in the last 11 games is playing to get reps to be better in the future. All these freshmen and first-year players getting more reps, and we may not see it this year, but it's going to help them in future games, in future seasons. What they do this year will help them in season three, season four of their experience in Morgantown. Uh, just really trying to find the positive. Um, I, I, I don't know. What is the positive? Besides, we'll look back at this season, maybe next year or the year after, and just laugh and laugh. Remember that bad season? Remember that one bad season where we couldn't catch a break? <laughs> Final thoughts coming up. Over 1 million promotional products. That's what Dyer Prime, the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt, is bringing to the table. What does that mean, over 1 million promotional products? You've got something to promote. You're a school. You're a business. You're a church. You're a nonprofit. You're a little league. You are wanting to promote your deal. 
And that takes a graphic design made by somebody creative. Dire Prime is in that business. They can help you. They help me with the Unreasonable Doubt logo. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at direprime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. They'll put your design on a spaceship. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from Ty Ward. Ty, as you remember, sent an email when I asked about ice cream to send me an email about ice cream. And he responded because I talked about his email and he was talking about sorbet. Anyways, let me read his email. Hello. I listened to this week's episode of Unreasonable Doubt and I heard my name and ice cream preference mentioned. While I appreciate the shout out, I would like to inform you that you have a wide, diverse audience, some of which have certain learning disabilities. I did mean to say sherbet ice cream, but I have trouble with spelling. So in the future, I would appreciate it if you not refer to this defunctory mind function as a quote, brain fart, unquote. It's offensive. I enjoy your program and look forward to listening to your further analysis of the WVU men's basketball team's losses and miraculous one-point victories. (laughs) Max Preesh, Ty Ward. Thank you, Ty, for that email. uh, We sent a, a few emails back and forth to each other after that email. I apologize for calling what you did, Ty, a brain fart. Did not mean to offend you. To be fair, Ty's subject line did read orange sherbet and his t-shirt size, which I will not say on this podcast. So he said sherbet in the subject line. I I did not mention that or give him credit for that. I just gave him a hard time for saying sorbet and how it wasn't ice cream. So I apologize to you, Ty. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending the email. It really sheds a light on the term brain fart that I had a blind spot for, obviously. So thank you for informing my audience and me. I think that's helpful and really we can take into action how we use our words. You've really made a difference in today's episode, in my life, and I think the people who are listening to this. So thank you, Ty Ward. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Leave a review wherever you listen. Rate the podcast five stars. 
do all those things. Those are nice things to do, and I appreciate you for doing that in advance of you doing that. The next episode and the next game for WVU is Wednesday, 7 p.m., ESPNU. West Virginia travels to Ames, Iowa to play Iowa State. Iowa State is ranked in the top 25. They beat Mississippi today, who was ranked at Mississippi. They're really good. They killed WVU last year in Ames. Now, everybody had the flu during that game for WVU. So that helped. But any road game this year is tough sledding. And Wednesday will be no different. So I look forward to the fan base's predictions for victory in this game. And I hope you look forward to listening to the next episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2018-19 season is 9 wins, 11 losses.